0: Welcome to the Tech Savvy Professor podcast, two faculty who love tech and love making it part of their work. I'm Marty Jensius, an associate professor
1: at Kent State University. And I'm Eric Perry, uh, clinical faculty at Southern New Hampshire University.
0: So Eric, how was your week? What, what new things happened or new toys arrived or uh, new plans have happened in your
1: world? So I have um, talked about the tablet that I got and was excited to play with. That's now officially been adopted by my daughter, specifically for Roblox. I think um, she's using it for school and and those types of things. And I'll admit, I was a little disappointed, but it meant I got to buy something new. You know, the conversation <laughs> at the dinner table was, you know, she needs it. Let's let her use it. Then you pick something else you want. So, um, I ordered the the new Samsung Chromebook two, the three hundred and sixty. I wanted something to travel with. That was the whole reason for, for doing this. So, mm-hmm. um, I watched some of the reviews and, uh, it's actually arriving today in a couple of hours. So, uh, I'll probably spend most of my day messing around with that and setting it up and avoiding things I should be doing.
0: So you keep challenging my purchasing, uh, Jones that I have, uh, and it's sort of, no, I don't need new equipment, but as soon as this podcast is is over, I'm gonna jump on and look at the Samsung Chromebook 2 360 or
1: whatever it is. I what what is it again that you got? No, you got it right. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I got
0: it right. Okay. Well
1: your newest iteration. So the first one was really, really impressive. It had a 4K screen, uh, stylus, you know, it was uh Fiesta Red was the color. Um it was really sleek looking um, and pretty tuned up, but it was almost a thousand dollars for a Chromebook, and I just yeah. couldn't see myself doing that. So they came out with this new series, which is you know less than half the price at this point. That has a you know still QLED screen, same kind of setup in, in terms of the internals, and and seems like it's more uh, you know no stylus, but it's more set up for uh, work and travel, uh, a little bit lighter. You know, so they're they're working on this, and Chromebooks are new, kind of a new adventure, I think, for Samsung. This is only the second series they've done, mm-hmm. so I was excited to to check it out.
0: A closet behind me, I have a Samsung Chromebook from the cheap, you know, two hundred dollar version of the Samsung right. ones that came out. Well, um, and I should and-
1: clarify then too, because the, the these are the business model series so they've made chromebooks in the past but they were they were kind of those educational or or affordable series these are more the business class series
0: can i be provocative and say it's still but you're still stuck with the same chrome app environment
1: yeah which i you know i'm not sold on yet and and (laughs) and, but you just spent a
0: lot more money not to be sold on (laughs) on a platform
1: (laughs) Yeah, I got the I got the good return policy, so that's not saying I won't keep it forever. You know, I'm I'm notorious (laughs) for trying it out, not loving it, and sending it back. But you know, I've used Chromebooks in the past very infrequently. Um, What kind of enticed me here with this was trying it out with the integration it has with the other Samsung products, so Mm -hmm. the phone and everything else. The you know, I have a Samsung watch and the uh, Galaxy earbuds, and you know, the the integration is supposed to be really good. Which I think will be interesting to test out. Well, no new tech
0: in my world. I'm waiting for September 12th when Apple does its announcements, and then I'll try and make decisions because uh, I have last year's model of everything, and I I kind of treat technology as a person who likes new cars and will trade in the lease model every year to get a <laughs> to get a new car and pay the difference. Uh-huh. Um, so and and then pay it off completely before the next new year arrives. So I, I have no, no issues with being able to upgrade, but we'll see what happens. There's some things I'm just not tempted to to upgrade with that they say are going to come out. It is, it's September 12th, and then the rumor is everything goes on sale early September 15th, about the time I'm supposed to be doing a workshop. So uh, we'll see how this all plays out and I'm sure I'll talk about it in future podcasts, but there's uh, nothing new on my horizon yet, uh, but I wish you'd stop buying things so I don't spend the money that I'm saving up for all these other Apple products that are supposedly coming out. And then ultimately the Vision Pro that I'd like to get my hands on in the future. Last week, we were talking about what kind of calendar experiences we've had and I mentioned this week we'd talked to we would talk about what is your current calendar setup,
1: yeah, and I, and I think uh, I'm still so back and forth. so i'm I'm still tinkering around with what I have. Um, and the apps we talked about last week, the ones kind of stuck around with me, funny enough, is is the business calendar too. Um, it's, and it's so I hate the name of that app. I mean, it's just could we try a little harder? Um, but I, I, I like the interface. It seems to work well across devices. I'm still having trouble integrating my university account. Um, but for everything else, it, it offers, uh, I think, a lot more. Um, and, you know, I'm strictly on the the PC, uh, Windows, and, and Android environments. So all, all it works well across those devices. So I'm still tinkering around with that and hope that at some point I can find a way to talk IT into allowing me to to bring that in. You know, there has been some talk of them changing the security requirements, which I think will be helpful to to find some different ways. And, and, you know, the angle that we've taken with that is is productivity. Uh, There's a lot of ways that we can look at this productivity.
0: So does Business Calendar 2 have a desktop app or, I mean, is it, is it only within, because my only familiarity with it, and I'll talk about it in a minute, is, is using it on my Android phone.
1: You know, I haven't, I haven't tried it yet. Um, I've really just been using it on mobile. I've used it on the tablet. And it seems to still kind of retain the, the, the look and feel there. But I'd have yeah. to take a look and see whether or not there's a, a desktop app. I use something called Phone Link on mm-hmm. my PC. That mirrors my screen so that I can, I pull my apps up on phone link, uh, as opposed to using browser versions or desktop versions of apps. I just connect it through the phone link and then essentially mirror the screen on my PC.
0: So you don't use any standalone PC
1: calendar apps? I use Outlook because I have to. Yeah. But aside from that, uh, everything I, I use is in phone link. Okay. All right. Well,
0: my situation, I think I mentioned uh, last episode, was that I tried a bunch of apps, uh, both desktop and mobile apps, like Apple Calendar, Google Calendar, BusyCal. Which, interestingly enough, this morning I got an advertisement for BusyCal, wanting me to sign back up for it. It's a forty fifty dollar app that uh, is similar to Fantastical, and they were doing some uh, some comparisons between busy Cal and fantastic Cal and why we should all be back on busy Cal again. And then Google calendar, but you know, the problems I have with getting it to integrate with the university, but the big thing is that's been a change for me is adding this Android pixel fold and carrying that with me as a sort of primary phone and primary messaging and, and now calendar kind of, uh, Uh, I don't, I'm not too far away from a computer, whether it's a, uh, laptop or a tablet that I couldn't switch to a Apple based device to input any appointment that I want. So, you know, if I'm working at home, obviously I'm in front of a Mac studio and with that, I can put calendar events in and then they migrate. Uh, so rarely have I had to open, and yes, I went and looked at it, Business Calendar 2. That's my new baby for, for my Android phone. It's simple, it's sleek, it doesn't have obnoxious colors, and it syncs with my university system. And so it has all of those things that I couldn't get with the other calendar apps. So there is not one calendar that that rules them all for me. I have to do dual platforms that sync up. So I'm using Fantastical at the desktop and at the mobile level right now. I moved away from that for a while. And as I was playing around with stuff, but I am still, I'm back on it and I'm using that. And basically every event that I put in, I'm putting in with a Google calendar designation. So it will easily migrate back and forth between my Google Calendar and uh between Fantastical. So any entry I have generally falls under in Fantastical, generally falls under the Google Calendar options that I've set up for different types of calendars on that event. And then it all uh seems to sync up well with business calendar two, as much as I joked about it last week and uh you know i can't wait for business calendar three um or the prequel which is paper calendar paper business business calendar but uh, you know it works it looks good um it's not as uh clunky and funky there was some concerns i read about it that that it's slow to Mm sync, and i've seen that that Sometimes you you put in you put in uh, I'll put it in on my Mac OS, and it will be synced to that to Google Calendar, and then I'll open up my uh, business calendar too, and it seems like it's not there yet. And then about a minute or two later, it shows up. So the sync is not as quick as it could be, but functionally it it seems to work fine. If I need to check my calendar and I'm walking around with my phone.
1: Yeah, and I think you mentioned something really great for listeners just a little bit earlier, and that's the type of calendar event that you add. So a lot of these apps will give you the option to select the type of calendar item. So whether it's an Outlook item, a you know, Google Calendar item, uh, and that's going to determine whether or not it syncs properly a lot of times back to your other calendars. And I you know kind of found that out the hard way and testing out a couple of different things. So I think it's important to know that that if you're primarily using your Google Calendar and you want to add those Google Calendar events in a third-party app, and you want it to sync back properly, that selecting that type is really important. Something else I wanted to mention, too, as you were talking about it, we are, we're still trying out Cozy, which is the family organizer one, which hmm. I, I think is helpful. You know, I, I talked to the kids and and my wife about putting it on their devices and and trying out putting the kids baseball schedule and dance schedule and stuff like that. So we're going to try that out hopefully this week as we prepare to travel and, you know, can pass that calendar on then to my mother and, and you know, people who are watching the kids while we're going to be out.
0: Yeah. I, you, you know, most of the rest of my family resents me because I'm using an Android phone now because I got them all <laughs> on Apple devices and as i said as soon as apple comes out with a foldable phone um i will sell this thing for a buck of 5 and pick up the apple version of the phone but you know we do do some shared calendars that way too like you know dad's medical appointments when i was going through uh, my treatments for cancer all of that got became shared calendars and that was run through the apple ecosystem mm-hmm. i'm on a grant right now where I'm working with a group of people to schedule a pretty heavy schedule of events for visiting teachers who are coming, secondary or high school teachers that are coming from other countries. And we're using Google Calendar, and we have a shared calendar on that. So the idea of your calendar is not just a singular entry for what for everything that you do, mm-hmm. that you can create specific calendars that you can then share with other people, whether you're doing it on Google or whether you're doing it on Mac OS and they can, you can set them as editors, they can put things in, you can change things. And and I'm just keeping it simple by choosing only from that list of items when I input something. So if I'm going to input something on this grant calendar, I will switch to the grant calendar title. Name that I have that's shared with other people who are editors on that grant for that calendar. So, getting a little more savvy with your calendar, besides I've got an appointment, I just put it in and thinking about. So, you know, I have breakdowns for meetings, I have breakdowns for away. So, if I want to just block out the calendar for myself, I'll highlight it and put away. I have uh, breakdowns for these grant pieces that I'm on. And when I'm done with the grant, I just unclick the calendar. It's still stored, but it doesn't show up on, on my map at all, if I need it on my calendar map. So there are some ways that you can add to the sophistication. I have a, I have a calendar just that shows up with a particular color. That's just when I'm cl- uh, teaching in class. So mm-hmm. I set that up every semester and link those dates to the, the class calendar in Google. So, yes, just some suggestions. And I, I want to get back to something that you cost me last week. I'm challenging you. Tick tick. tick tick. I found out Tick tick is not a calendar. You know, and stupid me, it's like, do you want the advanced functions? Press the button, pay the 40 bucks. It's not a calendar. It is a task organizer. I tried to put in entries and even tried to Google how do you put in a calendar event? In TickTick, and it's you can't really create calendar events designate them to specific calendars designate them to specific sub calendars you can put in or move around tasks so it will then add to a task manager and i don't think it even synced with the task manager that i use in terms of keeping track of my to-do's so yeah, if you were looking at Tick Tick as a calendar, as I thought I was, because I thought that was the one calendar that would rule them all, it's not. It's a it's a task manager that organizes your task on your calendar, but it doesn't let you
1: put in calendar events. Yeah, and, and it should sync though with your calendar with Outlook. Oh, oh yeah, it syncs. It's in just that I tabs. can't
0: I can't open it up and say, okay, I've got a new meeting I want to put in it. Right. I still have to go to some other calendar to do that and then it'll sink into tick, tick, but it's a task. It's a calendar task manager basically, but not a
1: calendar. Yeah. Probably a better description for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I made sure and and shut that one off to make sure that I wouldn't get charged a year from now, another 40 bucks for it, (laughs) (laughs) considering it's a uh, task uh, manager I'm not using. Um, what are you thinking
1: about for next show? I don't know. I I started to buy some uh, stuff to support travel. And, you know, we talked a little bit about that earlier uh, in one of the earlier episodes, but I'm thinking travel tech.
0: We're getting into conference season. So whether you're going to Italy like Eric or whether you're going to Denver or D.C. like me, just sort of the, the tech that has evolved for us over the years and what we're using now to travel, I think is what we'll talk about in our next, uh, next episode, which will come out next Wednesday or Thursday.
1: Yeah. Sounds great.
0: All right. So if you're a listener and you want to know how to get involved, well, have you got a tech question? Are you trying to figure out how to do something with technology or do you just have an idea to share? You can email us at the podtalk network at gmail.com or call and leave a message at 330-333 one two four zero, And we'll play your question in the podcast and try and get an answer to you. Our bumper music is from Philip Gross, Rast, from the Free Music Archive. That's it for today's show. Thanks for subscribing to the Tech Savvy Professor podcast. You can find us by searching Apple Podcasts for the Tech Savvy Professor. Look for us on Spotify, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. Look for our other shows, like Circular Firing Squad, on thepodtalk.net. Thanks for listening to the Tech Savvy Professor.